0: Hello there, everyone. My name is Reese Barnett, and welcome to episode 8 of Reese's Movie Night. It doesn't matter if it's day or night where you are, right now, it's movie night. And tonight, we've got ourselves a new movie to discuss Solo. That's right, joining me tonight is my special guest, me. And tonight, we're going to be discussing the movie Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo was a uh, huge part of my childhood. It was my first or second movie that I ever watched as a kid uh, with my parents, and uh, it's become pretty ingrained in a lot of the uh, the quotes that I use nowadays are actually from this movie. Um, it's colorful, it's fun, it's got a lot of beautiful and sad and happy moments in it, and it's pretty much what I would consider to be the quintessential kids movie. So without further ado, let's get into a block rundown of the movie. It was directed by Andrew Stanton and Lee Unkrich, and it stars Albert Brooks, Ellen DeGeneres, and Alexander Gold. It was released uh, the 30th of May 2003 in the US and it has a runtime of 1 hour and 40 minutes. A basic rundown of the, the plot of the movie is there's the this fish who has a fish wife who have kids together and a barracuda come and eat almost all of the kids and the fish wife. So Marlin, the uh, main character of the film, is the dad of the last living... Uh, fish uh egg named he names nemo uh after what his wife wanted to originally call it um and nemo grows up some and eventually goes to his first day of school which marlin being an overprotective dad is really uh terrified of something happening to nemo considering it's his last son pretty much um and then uh through a bunch of shenanigans. Nemo ends up getting captured by a diver and Marlin ends up going out to try to find him and runs into this uh, amnesiac fish named Dory, played by Ellen DeGeneres. Um, and with Dory's help, he Marlin goes and finds sharks, finds a whale, finds sea turtles, jellyfish, he goes all across the entire ocean in search of his son Nemo, and all the while that's going on, Nemo is stuck in a dentist's office's fish tank, uh, basically trying to escape from there and to get back into the ocean, Um, and eventually... Marlin does find Nemo, they're reunited, and there's this really great scene with them getting back together and Nemo teaching all of the other fish something that he learned from the fish tank. Um, But yeah, that's basically the plot of it. Uh, Father loses kid, goes all around the globe in order to try to find the kid. Kid ends up getting found, they reunite. Classic father-son story. So the the general feel of the film is really interesting because um, it has some it, it has some tense moments and it also has some uh, relief moments it, it fluctuates very wildly between those two sort of things It, it, it does follow the sort of wave motion I mentioned before uh, on one of the previous episodes to where sometimes there's those dips of like exposition or just relief of uh tension then it goes back up again into another tense moment and then hits relief tense relief tense relief uh and it does that pretty much throughout the entire film um it's sort of I, i like to classify it in three sorts of acts um you have the before nemo goes missing the finding of nemo and then the reunite reuniting of nemo and Marlin um and so the the film the general feel of the film is this sort of uh it, it's tense the whole time because you're constantly going well what's going to end up happening to nemo i mean is is it is marlon gonna find him and blah, blah 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 and i i kind of spoiled it in the description uh at the beginning that yes he does because it's a it's a pixar movie it's a disney pixar movie there's always a happy ending and so um well i say that but uh pixar films at least nowadays sometimes do kind of have just not happy endings or like maybe cliffhangers but uh, it, it back then whenever they were sort of getting into their uh their strides they had a lot of happy endings and so uh Finding Nemo is no exception to that rule. So the general feel of the film is tense with comedic relief moments. Um, The editing and pacing of the film. It's interesting because um, there's a lot of transitions between scenes. Um, And some of them are kind of abrupt. Some of them aren't. Um, There's a lot of scenes in the movie that it's very difficult if they ordered it in any other way for... The movie to make any sense there are a couple of scenes that you could possibly flip some of their positioning or something along those lines and it still work but for a majority of it the the editing is just keeping the the storyline cohesive keeping it to a, a straight timeline where you can tell where everything is and with how many scenes there are it's it requires a lot of kind of jumping back and forth between two different plot lines because you do have the, the plotline of Marlin trying to get back to Nemo, but then you also have the plotline of Nemo in the fish tank with all the other fish in the fish tank, and he's learning how to survive in this environment that he perceives as hostile. So you do have these two storylines that they're constantly having to flip back and forth between that it, it can be very difficult in order to, um, to properly visualize that without having a lot of, of cuts. The pacing of the film is, is brilliant. Uh, it does a really good job of not, not focusing too much on either of the stories uh, to the point where it's distracting. Uh, it, they give both sides of the story an equal amount of time. Um, you, you get just as much of Nemo in the fish tank as you do of Marlin out in the ocean. And it's because of that I feel... That this movie does a really good job of getting you to relate to the characters. Um, You you relate a lot with Nemo's situation of him being trapped and not able to escape. And then you also relate a lot with Marlin's situation of trying to find his son in this huge white ocean that he's never really explored before. So you kind of have that sort of yin and yang of not enough space and too much space. And how both of them are trying to deal with those problems, um, and with the pacing of the film being kind of again the uh, the wave sort of motion of it's it's constantly fluctuating between tense and not tense and. that does seem to line up fairly well with the alternating of both of the storylines. Sometimes you'll have a tense moment with Nemo with a relief moment with Marlin, but other times you'll have a tense moment with Marlin to have a relief moment with Nemo. And sometimes you'll have a tense moment and relief with Marlin and a tense moment and relief with Nemo. It's it's constantly flipping back and forth between these two storylines, and it does so amazingly it's it's what one of the biggest boons that i think this story has is the fact that it can tell two stories at the same time without them stepping on each other's feet and still having them overlap to the point where you can get a conclusion with both of the stories that happen at the same time what stood out the most about the film for me is the animation quality and Pixar has made itself a name for being just phenomenal animation in the field and I cannot blame them for you know constantly putting out these amazing things and getting all these awards I can't blame them if they want to you know show off every once in a while because honestly if I had that kind of talent to be able to constantly output such high quality products and animations and content I would be just doing it as hard as possible man i would be constantly putting out stuff and it's amazing because uh, pixar actually has a youtube channel i didn't know about this until about uh last year i think uh they have a youtube channel where they put out shorts they put out some of the behind the scenes things they put out the making of some of the the animations they put out just little tidbits of things that they are working on currently it's amazing to see behind the scenes and see all of these talented people getting to work on such amazing projects and it honestly is very inspiring as a content creator to want to get out there and make my own content and um with that with that sort of uh inspiration it can be really easy to think you know pixar has a lot of really great stuff but like come on it's pixar they always have great stuff and and i agree with that to some extent but if you start going back and i know that i just said that the amazing the animation on this film is amazing um and it is but as you start going back in some of pixar's uh earlier years you do start to notice just how far that they have come like, if you go back and watch the first Toy Story in comparison to the latest Toy Story, which I believe was Toy Story 4, it's a night and day difference. The, 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 everything in Toy Story 4 is real. It looks real. And then you go back and look at Toy Story 1, and it looks like a bunch of 3D models that somebody made on a computer screen, and the people look awful. Like, really bad. If you look at Sid's face for too long or the baby sister's face for too long, I'm pretty sure you'll go blind. Um, and that's not that's not me hating on Pixar. That's old Pixar. Modern day Pixar, amazing. And it's, it's a testament to just how amazing they are now. It, the fact that you can go back and look at just how different things were back in the early 2000s in comparison to now, that it, is, it, is, it is incredible so i say all this to say i say all that to say this that while the animation quality is not up to snuff with modern day animation it holds a candle fairly well with finding nemo it actually i i like the idea that most animators put forward that it you want to be able to take a picture of anywhere in the film any frame of a film and it look like An actual picture like something you would hang up on a wall and i believe that finding nemo has those moments it has a lot of moments where you could just take a screenshot of of whatever you're seeing and hang it up on a wall specifically um the beginning shots where it's just the coral reef or the 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 sun shining through the water i could sit there and watch that on loop for hours and not care that it's beautiful and incredible at what they were able to accomplish back in 2003 2003 like it's mind boggling to me I was only like two years old at that time and it's incredible that how technology has progressed to the point where we can make water that looks like hyper realistic but even back in, in 2003 Pixar was making water that looked good it was crazy I, I whenever I was sitting down to rewatch this movie, it it was dumbfounding how beautiful some of the scenes were, and I had to constantly ask myself, "Am I watching Finding Dory? Like, it, it, am I watching the wrong movie? Because they put out a, a sequel to Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, and the graphics in it beautiful. It, it's it's up to modern day standards. In fact, if you told me that it came out this year, I'd probably believe you. Pixar." has been ahead of the curve for years now. And so it, it's 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 astounding going back and seeing these older movies and just realizing how far that we have come with not only just Pixar's technology, but just technology in general. And so that's uh, one of the biggest things that stood out to me. Another thing that stood out to me is is the plot um and i gave a general overview of it earlier but the plot actually is really helpful for uh kids i believe um it's this 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 idea that um this building idea that parents love can go miles and i know that that doesn't apply to every child and every parent but for those those who it does it is a beautiful sentiment That I'm so happy that I share with my parents that I I can imagine if I ever got lost one of these days that they would be out there trying to find me in some way and that's that is a a harrowing thought that I feel like every kid no matter what household or anything that every kid should have the ability to feel that way with their parents and I feel like this movie is a really great way of 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 teaching that sort of um that sort of mentality it definitely instilled it in me and i hope that it it instilled it in my parents as well um but that's one of the most beautiful parts about it is just that how the plot it feels so organic you can hardly see where where there are like strings being pulled to further the the plot along the whole thing feels like it was meant to go together like puzzle pieces falling together just how they were meant to in the perfect way to make a really good story and i'm not just saying this because of nostalgia i sat down and watched this movie 2 days ago like it, it, that's just how incredible it is is that not only did i enjoy this movie back whenever i was 2 or the other 6 times that i've watched this movie but the fact that i can sit down you know 2 days from now watch that movie, and still get that much enjoyment out of it, that's insane, and it's not that it's just, you know, it's not that it's just nostalgia talking, or the fact that I was raised with this movie, this is a legitimately good movie from an objective standpoint, it, it's it got a good message, it's got amazing animation for the time, hell, even to today's standards, the story writing is amazing, The the, the visuals are fantastic, I think I've said the same thing four times, like, twice in a row, it's, it's, it's a quintessential kids movie, you know? Every time that I watch it, I can only think of, I can't wait to watch it with my kids one of these days, you know? And, and of course, I'm going to show them, like, Finding Dory and whatever third movie that they end up coming out with. But I'm probably more excited to show them Finding Nemo more than anything else. And I'm I, I'm not just saying that because of nostalgia. I, I I want to reiterate this heavily. I've said it probably over and over and over at this point. I'm probably just talking circles. But nostalgia can affect what you think about a film. And as someone who is currently reviewing a film in in an objective fashion, and I am reviewing a movie that I loved. As a kid, like, not just that I loved it, like, oh my god, this is such a good movie. I- I've watched this movie over and over and over again, and every time that I've watched it, it has had the same effect on me. And that is a sense of awe, it- that is emotional relationships with the characters, that is th- the soundtrack, too. Oh my god. You could sit there and listen to that soundtrack like and feel it feels like you're floating in the ocean whenever you're listening to it like it, it, it's it's calming it's 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 orchestral, it's so relaxing to listen to, and it fits the atmosphere of you know ocean living, how you would assume that it would be anyways that it's constantly flowy and you know. It's like moving your hand through water. It's it's thick, and it, it kind of it's hard to get a lot of pressure behind it. it. It's that kind of feeling, but in your ears, and not in the uncomfortable way that getting water in your ears is. It's it's music in your ears, and it, 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 it does something to you, man, you know? You're just sitting there listening to th- these wonderful noises and seeing these... Uh, lovable characters on screen it's impossible not to fall in love with this movie and I feel like anytime that I would want if I was if I was babysitting kids and I wanted to show them a movie I I turn on this movie it's it is the quintessential kids movie you have any age a kid even teenagers perhaps you know what no yes teenagers I'm going to say that if you have teenagers, turn on that movie. Everybody is going to watch that movie and enjoy it. It's not going to be one of those things to where somebody's going to be like, "Well, I don't know about Finding Nemo. I didn't enjoy it that much. That movie was kind of eh." It, there's nothing bad that you can say about Finding Nemo, and there's a million good things that you can say about it. And I feel like I have at this point. I've 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 repeated myself far too many times and not just to not just to fill time or anything just because i it's all that i can think about you know all i can think about is just how good this movie is and i I can think of negative things to say about it i already said that the animation is sort of dated uh there are a couple of areas of the plot that i feel like it could be cut not that it has to be but just if you wanted to if you needed to get rid of time or to lighten up the plot a little bit there are some areas of it that could possibly be cut um on top of that there are some intense part of the parts in the film that i feel like might be a little bit too much for kids like the shark scenes um not it's not jaws level sharks it's just that there are one or two scenes to where there are sharks involved um but again, it's a kid's movie. It doesn't really, I'm not saying that you shouldn't show this movie to your kids because of sharks. No, it, 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 the sharks aren't that big a part of it. But what I'm saying is, is that there are, there there is some intensity to this movie that I feel could possibly be a little alleviated. And that's just me looking for negative things to talk about. That's for me specifically searching for negative things. And that's about all I can think of really like, maybe the music could be slightly updated I guess I don't know Uh, that's how hard it is for me to try to come up with like bad things about this movie but I can sit down and talk about how the coral in the scenes looks real like it looks how actual coral looks they probably had to send a diver down in fact, I should probably look that up before I just say this. They probably did a lot of research for uh, for this movie into not only just like wildlife, but also to like some of the environments. Um, I know that a lot of it takes place on the Australian Coral Reef specifically, which I'm pretty sure isn't looking exactly like it did in 2003 nowadays, which is kind of sad. Um, but supposedly there are improvements being made. Um, but it, the the fact that they're able to capture some of the the, the visuals of the the coral reefs in in animation and artistry is amazing, and it's something that most people probably wouldn't even think about looking at. You know, like most people be like, oh, the ocean is blue and empty. It's not. There's a lot going on in it, and while yes there is a lot of it that is blue and empty there's also a lot of life that's happening in the ocean and i feel like finding nemo is the perfect way to capture that the the intrigue that the ocean has um it's the perfect way to to see the sort of beautiful scenes you can create with the environments and the characters that you can build from the wildlife you know yeah so let's uh, let's talk about the high points and low points now. Uh, I I have been in the general banter section for quite a bit, so uh, you you probably don't want to hear me continue to rant about just what I I loved about this movie. Uh, so the high points and low points. Highest point I'd say is is probably the the first introduction of Dory. Whenever they're they're first showing the interactions between Marlin and and Dory and how dory's short-term memory loss uh affects her as a character and will be affecting the plot later on um it's sort of the shekov's gun of the uh of the film It, it it's showcasing how it will be used later on and it also makes for a really funny character um just and also the interactions between marlin and dory is really interesting as well uh the low points I'd probably say the only parts that I don't really like very much is the, uh, the just swim down scene at the end and not because, uh, of the plot significance, but because, um, I, I feel like it, it adds a lot of intensity to a moment that should have been, uh, a lot more alleviated because it just had a lot of intensity of finding, finding, uh, nemo finally only for it to not work out and then things happen it, it there was a lot of intensity in the previous scene just for more intensity to happen in the next scene and i feel like there should have been a little bit more of uh alleviation in the middle of that there is the scene where Marlin is is sad uh, and dory tries to console him but even then th- that scene isn't really enough on its own just to just to justify the intensity of basically the climax of the film and so i'd say that might be probably the only part that i would change and that is adding in maybe a good three minutes more or so to the uh to the meeting up scene sort of that happens in between uh One of the final action scenes in the climax So I don't really have anyone to discuss it with this time But uh, let's talk about the general rating system again. I uh, I save I've been saving 10 for the industry changing The absolutely phenomenal the the super influential to everything in in the movie industry and I feel like now that we are starting to get some, to some of the more, uh, the, the, the greater movies, um, we're going to start getting into the, the rating 10, um, and with Finding Nemo, and I know that it, it is, I've done pretty much nothing but jerk off this movie for the past 26 minutes. Um, and I'm going to continue to do that because this movie absolutely deserves every second of praise and every every word that i can give towards it we're we're going to go ahead and give this movie a 10 and that that might be a little controversial and allow me to explain myself so the reason that i'm going to be giving this the first 10 out of the potential next three movies may also be 10s depending on me going back and rewatching them and uh, taking notes but the the reason that i'm going to be giving finding nemo a 10 is because it was industrially like movie genre changing it introduced sort of that um that lost and found genre of movies toy story did this as well and it could be argued that technically toy story did it before finding nemo but i feel like finding nemo is what really set the gold standard for this sort of lost and found genre that pixar has sort of set themselves um it 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 really does justice to that genre if nothing else Uh, it, it creates a new higher standard that all the other films kind of adhere to and there are other films i i'm sure there are that came before finding nemo That Did the same sort of thing because there's nothing new under the Sun. I Feel finding Nemo is what influenced a majority of Disney and Pixar movies that later come out for instance cars and also um, there's uh, how to train your dragon and All of these other things that have inept protagonists with a father figure type thing and The sort of wayward son or prodigal son story that goes along with that of the son drifting away or getting taken away and the father trying to to make their way back to it and so there are a lot of movies nowadays that that follow that guideline but i feel like it is finding nemo that really set the 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 starting block for it and for that I'm going to be giving it a 10. Not because of nostalgia, not because I simply like the movie, but because I feel, out of all of the movies that I have discussed so far, that it is the most deserving to get a rating of 10. Well, that's about all the time we've got this evening, folks, so go grab a good night's rest and join us next episode where we've reached the beginning of the end. There are only two episodes left in Season 1 of Reese's Movie Night, and the last two movies I want to discuss are doozies, so trust me when I say you're not going to want to miss this. Until then, I'm Reese Barnett, and this has been Reese's Movie Night. Good night!